Hello and welcome back to another episode of T-Coops Talks. I'm your host, Tiffany Cooper, and today I'm joined with the one, the only, the magnificent MB Cooper. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you. I'm, how do you feel being back on the podcast? Oh, we've got lot. Oh, good. I've, we've got lots of things to talk about. There's some yeah. fun things that we can discuss, and uh, hopefully that people find what we have to say quite enjoyable. I feel like the last time we recorded a podcast, there's a lot that's happened since then. Well, our weeks are quite full, and lots of things have happened, and yeah. we can. It's good to do these podcasts because it's a, a time of reflection, and we can remember some of the silly things that we have experienced. Oh, bringing up the silly things, um, the other day when we went to Coles and we saw, I saw this bloke and he had a trolley full of frozen chips and I thought it's the funniest thing ever and then I'm trying to like hint to you, I'm like, Ember, look at the man with the chips. Yes, he clearly had um, cleaned out a section of the frozen chip section. I think it was the Coles home brand. I don't think it was like McCain's or anything like that, but... I had a solid giggle because as a three-year-old, that would have been my dream to like clear out the whole chip section. Well, that's right. Because when we walked past, all we could see was nothing because he had clearly taken all of it. But I don't think he was going to eat them all. I would have been really impressed if he did eat them all. (laughs) (laughs) But we knew he didn't eat them all because he had a shirt on the back, which was like, I'm assuming a football club. It looked like that from what I could guess. But as three-year-old teacups would have been like, wow, that that's my dream to have a whole trolley full of chips. I sort of thought he must have had a couple of ovens too. Because the, the number of chip packets that he had, you would certainly need, if you wanted to get them served all at the same time, you'd need a couple of ovens on yeah. it. Because otherwise, you know, some people would miss out. This sounds like a really stupid question and I just thought of it. Can you barbecue frozen chips? Barbecue? No! <laughs> would be weird and no you can't deep fry them either because i wouldn't think you, i suppose you could i've never tried it i don't buy them very much but no no that's just that's just not right has anyone tried well i want to know you how do people um comment on these podcasts you can't say oh put it in the comments below <laughs> Because we don't really have a comment section. Oh, well, they can always send me a message on, like, Instagram, like, hey, I've actually had barbecue chips. Like, I've actually put my frozen fries on the barbecue. We could actually um, get the listeners to put in some recipe suggestions (laughs) on what to do with frozen chips. Well... Or ways to cook frozen chips. What's the most inventive recipe that you've made? Because you seem to have just completely shut down, like, putting your, like, frozen fries on a barbecue. What's the most inventive thing you've ever made? I've got one I can think off the top of my head. Well, it wasn't my own personal recipe, but I can remember years ago, I made... I said to some students, I'll make you some fried ice cream. And they went, what? How can you fry ice cream? I'm a bit bamboozled by that too. I don't blame them. Oh, well, if you go to any good Chinese restaurant, they often will have fried ice cream on the menu. So basically you get scoops of, let's say, vanilla ice cream and you do a coating. You know, you dip it in some flour and then some egg and then some breadcrumbs and you freeze it. And then you do that, say, two or three times. And then when you're ready, 
you would then get the oil and you would deep fry it for well until the the batter goes golden and you serve it with caramel sauce it sounds delicious but like is do you feel like that was your most experimental dish well i suppose it's the probably the the strangest i guess that i can think of just off the top of my head i can't really think of anything unless you want to count the fact when i was a kid when mum would cook i had like a little pie dish that she'd give me and i could make my own mixtures up and i used to really like putting custard powder and chocolate together the only reason is because when you would add liquid to the custard powder it would sort of change from that really uh, opaque color mm. to and then it, and when the liquid would hit the custard powder you get this bright orange line and was it good no they tasted awful <laughs> <laughs> they were horrible but Damn. that was my introduction to cooking oh okay. when we cook them of course and of course they were definitely would be chocolate but they would have that custard powder flavor to it oh well yeah i i the first thing i thought of like what was my most experimental dish was i i wanted to be i don't know you you know i've had a lot of identity crises when it comes to careers um, but I wanted to be, you know, really smart. And so I thought I would microwave a banana. Do you oh. remember that? No, I don't. All I remember is that I microwaved a banana and I thought, wow, I'm a, I'm a top chef here. And then I said, Embe, I microwaved a banana. And then you're like, well, that's great. You've got to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so long as the banana didn't explode in the no, microwave. No, no, it did not explode. And then you were like, you've got to eat that banana. And I was absolutely mortified that I had to eat a banana I just put in the microwave. And what was it like? It was terrible. I would never recommend putting a <laughs> banana in the microwave. <laughs> okay. Well, I probably would have remembered if the banana had exploded in the microwave. I just, I don't know what compelled me to do it, but I was like, I want to try something different. And so microwaving a banana was one of my thoughts. And then basically when you told me I had to eat it, that was when my cooking journey stopped. Oh, okay. How old would you have been? I don't know. I'm not sure. Primary school? Yeah, I definitely oh, okay. wasn't in high school. I wasn't like in grade eight and like, yeah, let me cook up some bananas. You know, <laughs> like I wasn't doing that. I was definitely in primary school or something oh, like okay. that. All right. And Fair I do enough. remember um, there was one time that uh, you weren't home and somebody, Auntie Lily gave us these DVDs and most of them were rather stupid and so it was someone's idea to put the DVDs in the microwave. That wasn't your father's idea. I think it was dad's idea and it was like a little like like lightning like lightning storm. It was rather exciting and then the next thing we were like it was really fun. But then we were like, "Oh, we better get rid of the smell so Embe doesn't know that we just put DVDs in the microwave." And did the microwave work after that yeah 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 we only oh. did it for like maybe two seconds or something like that we oh. had our show I'm like oh and then we quickly took it out because we were like mmm wouldn't be impressed no I know your father he actually microwaved a ten dollar note when what this this was at when he worked at the university and they started to bring in the holograms oh. and they were sort of claiming because it's these polymer notes and they say, oh, they're indestructible. And so, you know, you get a bunch of engineers together 
and you, you work out, hmm, how can we prove these people wrong? So they put the $10 note in the microwave and cooked it. I don't know for how long, but the hologram didn't last. It all kind of, you know, holes shriveled up and yeah, it, it, the holograms on those, ten, well, it was $10 notes Damn. back then, didn't survive. So they did find a way to destroy, destroy it. it. So I'm not saying you go and put all your cash in the microwave and see how effective it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess, in, I don't know whether you'd be, well, I suppose they probably taped it up with some sticky tape mm. and then just used it. What? That was a long time ago. Damn. Oh, well, I wouldn't recommend microwaving your money. You're not going to get your money's worth no, doing that. No, no. I've laundered money, but uh, I haven't microwaved money. Oh, I, I don't plan to microwave money. No, no. No, no. I, I think they're the only two I can think of that I've done with the microwave. I do know that um, as a kid, and I still do it now, if there's frozen chips, I'll nick a chip, much to your dismay. I do know of a story of someone who talking about microwaves oh, okay and they wanted that they, they've done some washing and their fro and their favorite bra was a bit damp mm. so they decided to put it in the microwave oh, is that oh no but there was a problem there's a wire in it it was an underwire bra oh no and of course once the wire hit with the microwaves <laughs> voila that was the end of the bra and of course, they didn't end up wearing it because it was rendered useless. <laughs> so that was probably not a really good idea. So that's another no. thing. So don't put your clothing in the microwave either. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm. Why would someone think of that? Like, wouldn't a hairdryer be far more efficient? I don't. Well, I don't know. Probably, don't know. but it would take longer. I think they were when getting ready to go to work. Oh, I think when you're stressed, you do stupid things that you wouldn't normally do. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it down to that's what it is. I think so. I, think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the only other story about bananas um, was when we went to Asia and we went to that monkey place. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Stephanie and I, I, I did this in a YouTube video ages ago, and it led to another story but essentially we went to this monkey farm why did we go why did we go to this monkey place i think it was no there was elephants we went for an elephant ride and they just happened to have monkeys it was in um phuket okay so we went to this monkey place and stephanie and i were like oh my goodness monkeys because you don't see monkeys here in australia or if they you do they're probably in a zoo and so we see this super duper cute little monkey and it's eating a banana. And Stephanie and I are like, oh my gosh, so cute. And then next minute, there's this monkey, the same monkey peed on its banana and then ate it. <laughs> it's like little kids. And so then when I was retelling the story in a YouTube video, uh, when I was telling it, I changed the word. I, I made up a word called bananki, which is banana and monkey mushed together. And um, we couldn't, thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then many, many years later, after I'd made that video, um, when I worked at McDonald's, I had two managers in particular who I really, really liked working with. And when you work at hospitality, uh, let's say you do a night shift, you have to write a stock list and you have to get the person in the back to get all that stock for you. So when people come in and open, everything's ready to go and it's a really smooth transition. Um, and so one time I decided to write, um, can you find some bananquies on in the stock <laughs> list? <laughs> and it just became this running joke. And all, you hear when I gave it, she's like, what is bananquies? <laughs> <laughs> 
And so it just became an inside joke between the two of us, or all three of us. And then we'd go, oh, do you find the bananquies? Oh, still looking for those dang bananquies. So... <laughs> Well, clearly this podcast is talking, um, we're talking about food and weird yeah. things to do with food. Yeah, which brings up uh, something that happened quite recently. What happened recently? It was, it was Dad's birthday. It was your father's birthday. And that's what, right. what did you do? Because you were prepping food for what? What did you make? Just oh, to well, okay. paint the picture of the viewer's mind. Okay, so every birthday he asks for the same food for his birthday. Yeah, we can So, you know, that. I don't really have to go looking through recipe books or the internet to find some exquisite new exciting recipe i know exactly what he wants so which makes it easy mm -hmm. and one of the things that he likes is this dutch apple cake and it's a recipe that his father used to make so i've got this recipe so i only ever make it once a year oh yeah generally yeah, gen only it's not very often because if at christmas time another aunt would make the apple cake that's Auntie Renee. Oh, she does apple crumble. Oh, I thought she made she made some apple Dutch apple thing. Oh, okay, all right. Anyway, um, so I made. The, I said to my husband, "Okay, do you want me to do make two cakes or just the one? Because it's quite a large mixture, and you can make two cakes." And he said, "I'll just do the two. I said, "Okay," and I had heaps of Granny Smith apples, so I prepared them, and I was really, really pleased on how I had layered the apples in the in the tin and then I could pour the mixture over and it cooked and it was beautiful and of course it came to his birthday and after the ice cream uh, we then had some Dutch apple cake now Stephanie my it, oldest yeah. daughter was over and she likes the apple cake Tiffany doesn't like cooked fruit so right. she um she dipped out and, and so so I said to Steph, Stephanie, I will cut you off a big piece and you can take it home and you can then have some of that, you know, during the week for when you want to have a cup of tea or some snacks or whatever. So a couple of days later, Tiffany gets this really obscure text message. I'll read it out for you. She said, this is what she sends. Did I take my cake last night? If I did... I've now lost it. I've lost the cake. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, where did you put it? Did you drive off it off with it whilst it was sitting on the roof of your car? I said, we walked down the driveway in search of the piece of cake. No success. And then she replies later, I don't know what I did. And I wrote back, I'm genuinely confused for you. Is it in your car? And she said, it's not in my car. So um, we, I get that strange message. Like, how often do you go go to somebody, I lost the cake? <laughs> <laughs> I lost my mind. <laughs> no, I lost my cake. I must admit, she was a little bit uh, stressed because she was supposed to hand in an assignment that day. And because she'd been sick, she was behind the eight ball in doing her assessment pieces. And she actually handed in the following day. And I think she was just uh, a little bit over everything. And she probably wasn't thinking terribly clearly. No, because she lost a blooming piece of cake. Yeah, so we went searching for it. And uh, obviously the cake never made it home. So she's obviously, because she was outside with her father and he was doing something with the car. 
and it was at night and she's probably put it on the roof of the car mm. and then driven off <laughs> and, uh, you know, some bird has probably went, oh, yum. But so, the question is, would that bird be able to get through that glad wrap that you put on it? Like the Well, it, maybe if it rolled, perhaps. Maybe it, maybe she ran over the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Had tie marks in it. I don't know, but it clearly was not on our driveway. And how far do I? I don't think I want to walk down the road no. and find the cake no. and go. Oh, here's Stephanie's cake. Pick and then it up. give it back to her <laughs> when the school buses run over it and all that. That wouldn't be really kind. So just as well, I'd made that sev- second cake. So, but before I, uh. I didn't actually have to cut into that second cake. So I was actually cut another big piece off the original cake. So she still has some cake owing her. Damn. Very strange. I know that she was clearly upset that she couldn't have her cake during the week. I would have been upset too if I had lost my piece of cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just the weirdest text message I've really received from Stephanie. Yes. I've lost my cake. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> anyway. So I have to ask you, Ember, because you're, if you don't know, Ember is a legend. We all know that. But the other thing that this legend does is create iconic birthday cakes. You do. Oh, okay. Yeah, like good novelty cakes. What has been your favorite novelty cake to make? Oh. Okay. It's a toughie. I, I'm just throwing it at you now. <laughs> Well, I can't really. I'd have to look through the Australian Women's Weekly party cake booklet mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. to see which was the favourite one. Um, I remember making a, like a Noah's Ark cake for you, and I remember the piano, the upright piano, yeah, and piano. I remember Dad eyeing off all the white keys, which are all dream chocolate. Oh, okay. He was very eager to eat them and the licorice pieces. I think I actually made for myself one year. Of all the novelty cakes, I've never actually had a novelty cake made for me. Oh, we did one with the flowers. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't don't you say I didn't make you one. I was thinking I was actually... Yeah, I'll talk about that. I kind of like the one that I made for myself and it was a treasure chest. Oh, I don't remember that one. I do. I do that one. That was a good one. The other one that I would all have always wanted to make, and it was of the I don't know what it's titled, but there's jelly babies oh. and they're lying on licorice all sorts like a sun lounge. Yes, that looks good. Do they yes. have the caramella koalas in their sun baking or something? It's like a pool. It's like an island, a tropical Ooh. island, and they have like Huangdong jelly for the water, mm. and then like little plastic boats. So that yeah. one's was cool. Uh, what about the Smurf house? Oh, the Smurf. Oh, that was really funny, that one. <laughs> so you were really into Smurfs at that time. And how old were you? I was great. Uh, great. I went to Japan, correct? Yes. So I was in grade 11. 11. Okay. I still think Smurfs are great. I'm not going to say that. So you said you wanted a Smurf cake and you would have come home on your birthday. So I think you had the impression of just having like a flat cake with a, a transferable picture of Smurfs on there. But I thought I would go one step better mm-hmm. and I actually made a Smurf house. So I had to go and find 
some cake tins. So we went to this kitchen place and they you could actually hire these cake tins and it was like a Dolly Varden cake tin. So a Dolly Varden it looks like a, a ball gown and you stick yeah. the, the yeah. body of the doll on top. And it was like $30 to hire or something oh like goodness. that. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't cheap. And your father was with me. And so we said to them, can we buy it instead? Oh, yeah, okay then. Cause How we, much did it cost? I don't know. Probably the price of the hire. I don't know. But um, it actually worked out better because I didn't have to take it back. So I, I got that and then I, I can't remember, I must have used one of the cake tins that I had for the actual house, but the Dolly Varden cake was the, the dome. So it looks like a, a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And so I cooked this cake and it was probably just a, a butter cake mix, just a packet cake mix. So I did that and then I, co- I cooked that and then I had to assemble it and I covered it with fondant. And this picture that I must have followed, it had lots of little smurfs outside. And I... I'm just going to butt in. I'm just going to say Kinder Surprise had a thing where you had to get all these smurf characters. That's right. So in the little eggs was these smurf characters. So we went up to Woolworths and we we went to many Woolworths actually. And we, we bought the shop out of kinder surprises and i remember <laughs> there was one shop we were at and i just bought all of them and there was a little kid looking at me and they <laughs> said to their parent that lady's buying all the kinder surprise and i kind of said because i can't <laughs> <laughs> you savage <laughs> and so of course we had to crack open all these kinder surprises to find i think i was after the the lady smurfette? the smurfette that's yeah. right um to no avail but anyway, but a friend of mine actually, she found a Smurfette because there was a, in the picture, the Smurfette was standing out on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And so it was, was it a blue roof with these red circles? And I think the base of the cake was yellow. And so I made this, yes, this, this Smurf house. And it was rather spectacular, I must mm, admit. That. It was. I think it was like one of your most challenging cakes. It was. But you pulled through. I did. And then I suppose the most amazing birthday cake that I had was when you and Stephanie mm-hmm, yep. uh, for, for one of my birthdays. I don't, I don't remember what birthday, but it was a very I, spectacular cake. I think it was my 50th birthday. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was that one. And you had made these flowers these like fondant flowers yeah and you were busily obviously watching lots of uh, youtube videos and you would do that whilst i was at work it was the year that you had your gap year oh okay yeah 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 yeah. and it was a cake and it was just full of flowers you had bought some fondant flowers from the cake shop yeah i think i only bought like two or three like they were flowers that you couldn't have made like you had to get somebody else to do it. Yeah, they were quite uh, ornate. But I do remember coming home and I'd often see your fingers green. <laughs> and I thought, that's unusual. But anyway, <laughs> had no idea what you were doing. And then on my birthday, this amazing cake 
was presented to me. Yeah, it was like a beautiful light pink, the fondant of the cake. And then we, Stephanie and I made the flowers and all the leaves, hence why our hands were green. So when mum was at work and I worked at McDonald's at the time, so I had a lot of free time because I wasn't a full-time worker, I was a part-time worker. And uh, I don't know what compelled either of us or myself to go all out, but we decided to go all out. And so we would make all these beautiful flowers. And I remember I had to go up to it, the cake shop in um, Browns Plains and buy all like the fondant and all that. I think a lot of the times they were either pre-made colors or we made the colors ourselves. Um, and when like we had to get like our wires to put the leaves and the flowers in and all that. And so when mum would come home, we would hide the flowers. Um, and it was a great hiding spot. I don't really want to tell you where it is because it's quite good. Um, oh, okay. I was going to ask you where you hid them. Yeah, no, I'm not telling you because it was real good. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, and we would just hide the flowers and then when Ember was out, we'd quickly get back and doing the cake. So I think making the cake itself was easy. It was just um, the flowers. I think it took us a couple of days to actually make all the flowers and all the leaves. But we didn't do just the cake as well. We Stephanie put fairy lights around oh, yeah. the... Um, in the dining room. In the dining room. So it looked really pretty. Um, and then you had like a candle lit bath. Do you mm, remember that? Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. And we had jazz music going. Yes. Uh, another amazing cake I had and that was, I had lots of macarons. Yum. Who, I didn't make the macarons. No, Stephanie's really good at making macarons. Yeah, she's macarons. excellent at it. Yeah, I had, it was like pink and purple. Remember mm. those ones? I don't remember it, but I do know that Stephanie... Just had that knack for making yeah. macarons. Yeah, very. I think they were like a lavender flavor and rose. rose. Yeah, they yeah. were really nice. That was nice. I feel like she needs to get back to making macarons. We haven't had them in a hot minute. No, that's right. That's right. We like good macarons. Stephanie, please make us more macarons for placing an order. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now we've had some nice cakes. I think the last novelty cake I made was for my father. What? No, what about the? Oh, you made me a Tiffany and Co cake. No, no, I made a cake last year for my father. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. So I made a Cadbury Dairy Milk chocolate cake, mm. but it was a cake. It was a top deck, was it? Is that a correct? top deck? Yes, yeah. And because uh, it w- would have been my father's hundredth birthday, he liked cake and he liked yep. chocolate. Yeah. So, you know, we just fused the two together. Yeah, absolutely. And we just ate it on behalf of Dad. Yeah. I know as a kid, Grandpa and Grandma always had chocolate, but it was mainly Grandpa who had chocolate. So whilst they were both snoozing, and you knew Grandpa was snoozing because he's <laughs> snoozing, like his snoring was like... Like, you, you couldn't miss it. So whilst they were out as a light, it was my time to shine, to go up to the top shelf of the pantry. And I knew the Tupperware container of which the chocolate was held in. So I'd get the chair and I'd push it over to the um, the pantry and then get up top. Uh, and I'd also, in that time, try and sneak as many biscuits as I could. But Grandma... <laughs> I knew I was after those biscuits. <laughs> I must say that the, the biscuits and the chocolates appeared after I left home. <laughs> yeah, we did have them, but not as frequently. Maybe because uh, I was a bit like you. I probably eat too many. Well, I probably didn't, but <laughs> you think back and go, oh, okay. Oh, and I remember Grandma would get these icy poles 
the there were Peter's lemonade ice blocks, and we always had to go outside and eat them, and we always sat on the bench. We could never eat them inside the house. We did that last year for her birthday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we sat outside in the freezing cold and <laughs> ate these ice blocks. Right, so I like to do things that uh, my parents would have enjoyed doing when it's their birthdays. Yeah. I When is her birthday? Is it next month? Yes. We'll have to do another icy pole tradition. We'll have to do something, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I just know that grandma and grandpa had chocolate and my ears were pricked and it was go time to nibble on it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't really remember any other snacks in the, other than the chocolate and the biscuits. And I think there were Arnott's biscuits as well, so they were good ones. They weren't cheap ones. No, 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 no. They were always like good. Like the cream or the crop bickies. Uh, the Monte Carlos. Oh, delicious. Yeah, I, I don't mind the old Monte Carlo. I'd rather a Monte Carlo over a Tim Tam. I'd actually have to agree with you on that because I just, I'm not a big fan of Tim Tams. No, I'm not either. No commercial chocolate biscuits, I can say that I... I really like. I will have to say that the Coles chocolate chip bickies are supreme. Now, I saw something on the internet and there was these people, they were Kiwis, and they were buying up all these Coles chocolate chip biscuits. They are good, eh? And they were taking them to New Zealand or something like that. (laughs) That's something I'd do. Now, it's this man, he clearly was Maori, and uh, he was doing like what the chip man was doing. And, he, and just buying up big. Yeah, so I don't know. Is it something similar to what they have in New Zealand? I don't know. That's another comment that the viewers can um, let us I know. I have had somebody come up to me because I made a YouTube video about these bickies ages ago. And I had someone come up to me and said, Tiffany, I tried those biscuits you recommended and they are top tier bickies. Like oh. top tier and then then not, not long after there was somebody else who made a video and that same person tagged me in it and they're like tiffany you were onto something about oh, the bickies okay. so right. i'm not like being biased like collectively if we all sat down and had a chocolate chip bicky from coles i think collectively we would go yep that's the best bicky out of all the chocolate chip bickies on the market okay yeah because sometimes those home brand varieties are equally even good or even better Better. than the name brands oh i definitely agree they're probably made in the same factory too just branded differently but there's something about those coles chocolate chip cookies Mm. that just is the piece of resistance oh okay then all right i told you that they were the best bickies and you were absolutely mortified and you were very sassy with me and said basically how dare you say that coles (laughs) bickies are better than my bickies but your bickies are better in all the other ones it's just the chocolate chip it's just something about oh, okay. it. Okay. All right then. Fair so, enough. Like I, I, pe- I tell people when I go out and if my mum's making mac and cheese, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I literally um, went to a restaurant and it was like uh, right after church and it was like literally just around the corner from my church. And I was getting really overwhelmed with my food, like the options of food. And I was like, if only my mum was here to pick it for me. Uh, and some people thought that was funny. And then that's when I said, you know, I'm, being dead serious that if my mum makes mac and cheese, I'm going home. And Stephanie has said the same thing as well too. It's a bit like the whole uh, uh, having a date with either Tom Cruise or mum's cooking a lamb roast. Isn't that an ad? Yeah, it was an ad. Well, I don't know what the ad is. You oh, explain. well, it was probably before your time. Correct. And it was Naomi Watts. Was it Naomi Watts? She's an Australian actress. And 
uh, it was obviously promoting Australian lamb. And she and they did actually have Tom Cruise in the ad. Wow. And he must have asked her out on a date. And then she realised, oh, Mum's making mum, a lamb roast. Mum's cooking a lamb roast. Sorry. Yeah. And she said, I, <laughs> I, I gave up a date with Tom Cruise. This was before he was married to Nicole Kidman. Oh. Yeah. So she said, oh, no, mum's cooking a lamb roast. I've got to go home. Bye. <laughs> Do you, did you have anything that your mum would make that if there was a social event came on and she had a scrumptious dish that you'd leave that social event to go and eat? Oh, I can't remember. But I know that she used to make a nice roast and then sometimes she'd make like a thing called a Yorkshire pudding, which oh. is a like a dumpling that goes with the uh, roast and you'd have gravy and vegetables. That was always really nice. Um, but I think she'd cook her um, dumplings, the Yorkshire pudding, in the oven. But I think technically, I don't know whether they were kind of cooked in the oil from the meat, but I, I don't think she ever did that. It was more in the oven. All I remember is that when we would go out to grandma and grandpa's place and she would always make the same lunch dish to a point that I thought ham grew from plants. <laughs> and then like many years later, you were like, Tiffany, Hammy is a character in Toy Story. Why didn't you cotton on about Hammy and ham? <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah, you said that. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. And she would always have beans, green beans um, and ham. And I, I I, think to this day I still am a little turned off by the amount of ham that my grandma gave me. And she would have lactose-free ice cream and it would always be served in orange bowls. Oh, because that was the dinner set. It was that Correct. stoneware. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I it, feel like that stoneware would still be in fashion now. Oh, it would be the height of fashion. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a bit garish even then, but it's, you know, like some of these new designs that come in now and I look at it and go, what the heck is that? Oh, you know, it's not like, oh, wow. It's, oh, yeah. I remember Stephanie went to these like op shops and they were very, these dresses, they probably were original like 1970 dresses or something like that. And they weren't, really pretty colors and she really liked them and she i got into trouble and she said why don't you like these things well growing up as a kid i'd see these colors but it would remind me of old ladies she's liked things that of fabric wise that you said look like curtains Did I, I remember you saying that you said there were oh. some fabrics that stephanie would like and you're like that reminds me of my grandma's curtains or my Ooh. grandmother's um, may, um, maiden sister she would wear something like that now looking at the quality of the fabric they would have been really good quality however it was just the design and you just kind of look at it and go oh no nah, I just can't do that mm -mm. You know? I just know every time I see big puffy sleeves I, I'm i triggered I'm not, I don't, don't like it some puffy sleeves I really like and uh, other ones, because, I mean, that was the height of fashion in the 80s. Puffy sleeves are coming back into vogue, and I'm like, I'm oh, yeeting as far away as I possibly can. I do can. like the odd puff uh -uh. sleeve. Absolutely not. I feel traumatised. I remember there would be some dresses you'd make, 
and the puffiness of the sleeve just scared me but I wore it just to keep you happy which dress was that can you think of one I can't think of it off the top of my head but there was a few garments that you made and the, the sleeve puffiness was a little bit I'm an extra person, but that was too extra for me. Well, I think the only times in my life that I've actually worn puffy sleeves was when I was a kid. Okay, yep. little girls, puffy sleeves, yep. dresses and all that. And the other one was probably, I mean, they weren't ridic- ridiculously puffy, but during the 1980s, that was, mm. but I do, I have seen some photos of some people's wedding dresses and the puffy, It's Puff City. The, puff, the puffy sleeves have just gone to a new level and Oof. I think... They probably looked hideous then and they just look more hideous even now. I can, my I did not have puffy sleeves um, on my wedding dress. I Oh, no, I've worn your wedding dress, so no. I always oh. thought they were puffy sleeves. They were gathered in around on the shoulder line, but, but they major. were not puffy. No. No. Mm. Well, I'm not getting married anytime soon and I can assure you there will be no puffy sleeves. <laughs> I do want to make a shirt... That's a balloon sleeve. Can you explain that to the viewers? We well, don't want to assume things. Well, it's just a big, it's it's just a big voluptuous sleeve, and it's tied on. It look, kind of looks a bit peasanty. I don't like looking like a peasant. Oh, I look like okay. I, well, I like, that was another vibe, probably of the eighties. Oh, I like looking like I have money, not looking like a peasant. Well, you can be an expensive peasant. Oh, maybe I can. <laughs> <laughs> mm, maybe. But there's some nice, um, nice um, outfits with those sorts of sleeves. I don't mind that. Actually, that green dress that you've got out of the silk, that would, oh, be, yeah. that would be a bit like a balloon sleeve. That's, that, for me, is a tasteful sleeve. It's not over the top. It's not so big that it's going to be a fire hazard. No, well, that's right. No, you would, uh, you, it's not something you'd be wearing cooking anyway. Uh, no. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what what would be something that if you had droopy sleeves would be bad. A batwing sleeve. Oh, that wouldn't be good if you had soup. Well, it just you would be a fire hazard. <laughs> Flammable. Uh, I just think of um, some of those videos I used to show kids. Uh, what was it called? Conrad and Candy. Yes, and they wore hideous outfits. Yeah. And they would have, especially with gas stoves, they would have gone up in a puff of smoke. Especially candy. <laughs> it's safety in the domestic kitchen for the so yeah. for any of you out there who've seen that video, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think most of the viewers would have seen it. You never I'll, know. I'll, I'm just going to say because I never saw it. Well, I can show it to you. I don't need to see it. <laughs> They've done an updated version. I still don't need to see it. Oh, okay then. It's a little bit more, um, oh, well, it's still got the it's same context. It's not it. It's not slapping. Well, the kids kind of liked it, especially well, when the knife went in his stomach. Ember! <laughs> My goodness, we're talking about food and now you're like, yeah, the knife went into someone's stomach. Well, it's called the safety in the domestic kitchen. Oh, my goodness, Jiggy Bear. Yeah. Mind you, of course, the blood wasn't real. It was it's just tomato, tomato sauce. sauce. Yes, yeah. I think it would have been tomato, not barbecue. And bear, we, <laughs> we can't end on this note. Oh, sorry. My sorry. goodness, Shiggy Bear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. You're not going, oh, yeah, and, 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 and this person got stabbed. And now the end of the episode. <laughs> Talking about all this food, I'm starting to get hungry. You know, we're talking about cakes. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about another topic, but we just 
Have we've we run t- out of time? No, I'm just saying oh. that we originally had two topics to talk about, but we just found such a groove and we just kept talking about cakes and all that well, jazz. we can segue into that other topic. No, I think we'll do it for another podcast oh, just okay. because I feel like if we can get to 40 minutes of yapping about cake, I think we can do the next topic at 40 minutes. It's a bit like a Seinfeld episode. As, <laughs> yes. I Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> a show about nothing. <laughs> yes. But we're briefly touching on cakes. Yes. Don't, yeah. We won't talk about cakes masters. So that's a whole other thing. Anywho, <laughs> we're going to end this up. So that's the end of the sub- oh, subject. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for joining me, Anne Bear Cooper. That's all right. No, anytime. Did you have fun? Yep. But now I'm hungry. <laughs> what are you going to eat? <laughs> I'll find something. Nibble. Oh, honeycomb. No, I was going to have something more substantial oh. than that. It's probably uh, lunchtime. Has dad eaten all his chips? No. But you're not to eat them. Ah, They're not yours. No. Unless you buy them, you can eat them as much as you like. But he did not put, you did not purchase them. I literally the other day was like, can I get tea bags? He's like, I'm purchasing tea bags for you. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's just tea bags. Oh, so you didn't get any? I did get tea bags. Did Did they just fall into the trolley? No. He's like, I'm not buying you tea bags. I'm like, it's going in the trolley. Oh. You didn't throw it out. No, like the, it cost five dollars. It cost like five bucks or less than five bucks for the tea bags, and he was not going to buy me one. But then he goes and buys you heaps of snacks. He only bought me the chocolate, and he's bought himself all variety of different types of chips and some bananas and some <laughs> flake. So he really. The reason why it was because it was his birthday. He said, "I'm buying what I want oh, on my, my birthday." Goodness. Um, but didn't you get any snacks? No, I didn't get any snacks. You got tea bags. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> all I got. Oh, well, I got the honeycomb and I have been um, sharing it. Well, thank you. Mm. I'm going to wrap it up because we just got a little sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, amigos. Bye. Bye. Bye.